We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com. We're home for everything Lakers. The Lakers lose tonight by a final score of 127 to 116. The Clippers win their Super Bowl, uh, beating the Lakers tonight. The Lakers said beating the Clippers both times previously this season. So, congratulations, team that has 12 fans. Um, you got your win. Um, but the Lakers do drop this one. This is LakersAsia.com. Post post game show where we dive into the advanced analytics and X's and O's into what went wrong, what happened, why the Lakers are making us sad and miserable as of late. Um, any comments and questions or any super chats, make sure we get to as many of those as we can. All super chats will definitely get answered. Make sure we get that done uh, here on tonight's show. Um, this is just another frustrating loss, and I mean like. Were the Lakers the favorites to win a night's game? No, they weren't, right? But, like, this is still just a frustrating game. I feel like the Lakers should have been right there at the very end. I think some some uh, self-inflicted wounds down the stretch really, you know, prohibited them from, you know, making this, you know, a really, really tight game late and, like, a one-to-two possession game with, like, a minute or so left. They fought – they, I mean, they, they, they fought tonight. Um, I mean, the Clippers basically had the lead for the whole game, but it was never really out of reach. The Lakers, I, I thought it was a really, really good third quarter, which really kept this thing within striking distance. The Lakers just weren't able to, um, you know, use it to amount to anything tonight. Anthony Davis, 26 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, and one steal. I mean, one turnover, excuse me. 12 for 20 shooting and I only two free throw attempts tonight for Anthony Davis, which I think is kind of bogus. Um, it, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, didn't really play as well down the stretch. I mean, that's really like a, 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 you know, I'm being nitpicky, but 27 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, nine of 21 shooting, hit four threes tonight. Torian Prince, 11 points in 33 minutes of action. Austin Reeves, 12 points, two of eight from three, five assists. Rui Hachimura, 11 points in three. Rebounds uh, off the bench for you. Cameras did get hurt. He did come back into the game, if I, if I recall correctly. But nine points, hit two threes tonight. One steal, three blocks defensively tonight. Um, Christian Wood, six points, seven rebounds, three assists. 
Jared Vanderbilt, 12 points, nine rebounds, two assists, three steals, and a block, six offensive rebounds, six offensive rebounds. Uh, Max Christie didn't score at all in 10 minutes of action. Chat, uh, I have a feeling this is going to be more of a, of a rant-y type show, right? And what I mean by that is, so where, where do we want to start at? Where do we want to start? The title of the video is, of the, of the stream or the podcast episode, whatever you want to call it. The title of the episode is Lakers drop game two Clippers trade coming question mark. Do we want, do we want to start with the trade argument, the, the, the conversation around the trades and why a trade is like legitimately needed? Do we want to start with like Austin Reeves? Do we want to start with the freaking lineups? Do we want to start with going away from Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter? Where do you guys want to start? Let, 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 let's let, I mean, we have a bunch of stuff. To dive into break break the clipboard. Uh, I, I I have a already broken one that I that I personally broke uh, while coaching. I could break it again on camera if that does anything. I, I like to keep the boards that I have currently. Um, yeah. So the chat wants me to start with Reeves. Start with Reeves. Okay. So I put something out on Twitter. I put something. Out, we'll, we'll, we'll go tra- We'll go Reeves, and then we'll talk to about the trades. So I put out a tweet earlier tonight saying that the Lakers, or, you know, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find the specific tweet. Let me see if I can find the specific tweet. Okay, so the tweet says, and by the way, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore D-A-B-I. The specific tweet goes, the Lakers are doing Austin no favors defensively with these lineups. And the overall reaction of this, oh my God, Sean, how dare you defend Austin Reeves? How dare you? When in reality, that's not me defending Austin Reeves. That's me saying these lineups stink. And, and this is looped into the Austin Reeves discussion. And I also been, and then the argument is, you know, oh man, you know, Reeves just has to be better, yada, yada, yada. You know, like, like he, he just has to be better. And, and, and you know, he has to get more, he, he struggles with physical wings. Okay, cool. He guarded. Yeah, yeah, he struggles. So what? If he struggles doing something, if he struggles doing something, why do you not do everything in your power to not avoid to uh, sorry sorry to avoid the thing that he struggles at? Why? So even this is the comment. Uh, Jake appreciate the comments by the way. Says they're hunting AR bro. He's such a liability. Hold on. There are so okay. So let's let's play the switch hunting argument really quickly. There are ways to negate switch hunting, like. Austin's not a good defender. I've never tried to say Austin Reese is. Show me one clip where I've said Austin Reese is a good defender. I'm not. I'm just saying this in general, right? He's not a good defender. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I just want to make sure this doesn't get misaggregated, right? He is a bad defender. But as a coach, you should be able to do everything in your power, or you should do everything in your power to limit situations where where Austin. You know, where we're, we're players screw Austin, where a player is, you know, in a bad, in a less than advantageous spot to be successful at, right? And that leads me to the point about the lineups. If Austin Reese is a bad defender, why in the hell? And this is why, this is why I said, like, they're doing him no favors. This is why the hell are you playing lineups with Austin, D'Lo, and Torian Prince? Why? Those lineups haven't worked all year. 
They haven't, they, 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 they haven't worked all year. Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, three-man lineups this season, have played 720 possessions. That is more than enough of a sample size. 720 possessions. They are a minus 3.9 in net rating. They score well. They scored perfectly fine, actually. 119.4 points per 100 possessions. But hold on, wait. If I say they're a minus 3.4 and they're scoring 119, ah, crap. Those three people as a grouping give up 123.3 points per 100 possessions. And almost all these lineups have AD in them. Four of the top five lineups with that, with that three-man grouping includes Anthony Davis on the floor. And none of them can get stops. None of them. We're talking about 700 possessions, guys. We're not talking about 30 or 200. We're talking about 720. This is not including tonight. A night where you played the Clippers. You played the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George plus James Harden. And you said, no, we're going to go with D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, and Rui Hachimura. AD, let, let's pray. Let's pray Anthony Davis can just mask that. Right? No way. Like, it, it makes no sense to me how you can ever expect that group to get consistent stops. Right? And then with, with, with the, oh, man, like, oh, oh my gosh, man, you know, uh, just Austin, man. Like, they're switch hunting him. Okay? And? You can literally negate this. Like, if you go back to that Warriors series, right? If you go back to that Warriors series, or just watch a Warriors game in general. Go watch. Or you know what? I have a better series for you. If you go watch the Dallas-Golden State series from three years ago. Two years ago now. Sorry. Two playoffs ago, rather. If you go watch the Dallas and Golden State series. Dallas' offense, since Jason Kidd's been there, has been basically the same, Right? which has been we're going to play Luka Ball, and in the fourth quarter especially, we're going to kind of just switch hunt, get the matchup we want. We're going to space the floor out, play five out, and let everything run off of Luka. You try to collapse on the paint, we're going to kick out to one of these this abundance of shooters that we have, right? If you go watch that series, Dallas tried their damnness to switch on Steph Curry. And what did the Warriors They said, no, you're not going to. They did that by pre-switching. They did that by peel-switching. They did that by showing and recovering with Steph by having Steph show out on the screen on on the uh, on the ball handler forcing him to stop his drive. You load the floor over a little bit further over towards the middle of the floor, and and then you recover back with the um, with the guiding screen. It's a show and recover. We we we've not seen that from Lakers. We just I I think I counted like three possessions tonight where the Lakers said. Um, where, where, where the Lakers said, okay, yeah, we'll show and recover. And it freaking worked like I expected it to. Come on, man. And then that flows into, uh, why am I comparing Steph to Reeves? I'm comparing a, a team switch hunting Steph and comparing that to a team switch hunting Reeves. That That is the comparison. That is, oh, my God. That is the that is the comparison. I never see Ham do show and recover. I'd have to go rewatch the film. I at least, I definitely saw it twice. Maybe the third time I'm exaggerating, but they went to it a, a couple of times and it worked vaguely. Right? Like, 
come on, man. So, like, it, it's just freaking frustrating. So I, I, I apologize if it seems like I'm giving Austin bail. I'm not. He's a bad defender. But when you legitimately still have to put him on the floor, you have to be able to find ways to try to neutralize his, like, negative defensive play. And by not mixing up some of the scheme variations and not just completely allowing them to switch hunt you and, and just concede the switches. And then, and then you, um, and then you, uh, excuse me, sorry. And then you put them in lineups that are very, just not advantageous for them to be successful in. Then, yeah, like you get nights like tonight where he's just a complete negative defensively and, yeah, it's it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Uh, let me see. I saw a really good comment. Hold on one sec. Sure, recovery is very difficult nowadays. That's mid two thousand to yeah mid two thousand defense. What well, nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that anymore with the bigs necessarily. You're talking about like a soft hedge. I'm just talking about like teams do it all the time, especially if you don't want to concede a switch. Golden State is the number one team at it. Like they will do it a ton to make sure that you they 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 don't get the matchup that you want. Now there's always there's a way to counter that too. Like the Lakers counter that in the the conference semis. Golden State tried to do that against the Lakers. Excuse me, and the Lakers did a pretty good job of countering it um, by you basically just like really just attack the the uh, the guard or the, that's trying to show out. Um, I mean, but LeBron's one of the smartest players ever. I'm not sure that everybody can do that, and that's why it worked to, to a large degree. But come on. So Austin, offensively, this is another take regarding Austin. And again, this is going to sound like I'm posting bail for Austin. This is not posting uh, dive to counter. That is another. Are you talking about diving from the big, or are you talking about diving from the guard? Well, that doesn't make sense if you're diving from the guard. So you have to be talking about diving from the big, Choco. But yes, that is another, but like that's basketball. There's adjustments to adjustments. And yeah, dive from big. Yeah. So like there's a bunch of different ways. Oh, yeah, you can just go like the Lakers have a dive ball screen series. So like there's a there's a bunch of different ways that you can uh that that you can counter it. But again, that's basketball. You have to be able to make adjustments to the adjustments to a team's adjustments, right? And the Lakers don't do that consistently enough, man. It's so freaking frustrating um so if you go look at austin reeves this is another this is another uh another like frustrating take I, i've heard regarding austin which i just don't think is necessarily true right so the take is austin reeves has been figured out like because of just look at all the tape that teams have on him from last season yada yada and, and that's why austin isn't playing well or whatever right and i think that's completely bogus i think that's false um now is austin playing well no i'm not saying that i'm not saying he is but i'm saying like the notion that oh my god teams have tape on them now is bogus when you played you had 30 games 30 games last season in the regular season post trade deadline where austin reese was getting like significant burn as a semi as a secondary to even as sometimes primary option right um 
and again, this is not me defending Austin's play at all, right? I mean, recently, at least. 30 games. Okay, cool. Then you add the NCAA tournament, so we're at 31 games now. And then you're at a, what, four, uh, six games, six game, four games. So you're at a 16 math. Yes, a 16-game sample size as well in the playoffs. So we're at math, 47 games, plus the uh, FIBA uh, tournament or whatever. So I, I don't know how many games that was, right? Against high-level competition, every game is a must-win. So you're telling me, like, Golden State didn't game plan for, for – for, they didn't scout Austin Reeves? you tell me Michael Malone, who I think is the second-best coach in basketball right now, in the Western Conference Finals, you're telling me that Michael Malone, tell me Michael Malone didn't scout Austin Reeves? Tell me Steve Kerr didn't scout Austin Reeves? You kidding me? So the, the oh, they have tape now argument is bogus. And that sample size from the end of last season, the playoffs and FIBA is a larger sample size than we've seen in the 45 games the Lakers have played this season. Right? So I'm saying that to say just the, the argument about like, oh, the teams are scouting him now is bogus. They, they, they've scouted him since the end of last season. And if they haven't scouted him since the end of last season, since the I mean, beginning of last season even, just in general because he's a, a big contributor for the Lakers, if they didn't scout him, then every head coach in the NBA sucks at their job because that is coaching malpractice to not scout the fourth highest leading score for the Lakers last season. Every single head coach needs to reevaluate and reconsider. All right. So the problem is when we start talking about Austin Reeves' play, the problem is this. I'm going to compare. I'm going to pull up, pull up some data for you guys here. Give me one sec. Let me share my screen. And we're going to get to some trade talks. Uh, trust me. Trust me. We're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. And as Choco says, Austin is a part of this guy. In my opinion, 100%. So this is Austin Reeves last year. This is Austin Reeves. Regular season and postseason, right? Regular season and postseason. Austin Reeves last season on spot-up threes, he shot 40.4% on spot-up threes. That's basically like we're talking catch-and-shoot situations, catch, maybe one dribble situation, stuff like that. Actually, let's see. Catch. Yeah. So we're talking like catch. One or two dribbles max or whatever, right? That's a spot up, okay? 40.4% from three in those situations. Austin, a bunch of them, right? 178 shots. Austin and pick and rolls last season, 48.5% from three. Not a lot of sample size, only 33 attempts. Austin Reeves in transition. This might be the biggest drop off. Austin Reeves in transition last year, 43.4% from three in transition. Now let's compare that to this season. And that's where the biggest drop-off has been. He's taken more pick-and-roll threes this year, which is what we wanted. 42.1% from three out of, out of pick-and-rolls. But in spot-up situations, by the way, he's a 55% shooter in, in ball screens, which is incredible. He is legitimately one of the most efficient pick-and-roll scorers still. Um, the problem is he's a 32% uh, spot-up three-point shooter, 32%. He is a 29% transition three-point shooter. 18% dribble handoff shooter. Like, that's the problem with Austin. And he's not getting the fouls that he was last year either, right? That That's another thing, too. He's not getting the fouls. 
the fouls that he was getting last year, and the off-ball three-point shooting isn't there. He's still an elite rim finisher, or maybe not elite, but he's still a really, really good rim finisher when he gets there. 25% of his shot attempts are coming at the rim. He's shooting them at around a 70% clip. The, the pull-up mid-range has been spectacular still. 52.6%. But spot-up catch-and-shoot catch threes, he's a 33% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Like, that's the problem right there. Austin has been a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter this year. So combine that and combine the foul shooting and combine the fact that now teams are just attacking him defensively, there goes the negative value for Austin Reeves compared to last season. And that's why, honestly, you see so many people say, I don't know if Austin Reeves and, and D'Angelo Russell can be on the floor together at the same time consistently because they just get attacked too much. The Oh, my God. The backcourt of D'Lo and Austin is giving up 124 points per 100 possessions. That backcourt, because and th this is why the long-term sustainability, and this ties into the trades piece. This is why the title of the stream is Trades Coming? It's because you can't play this group long-term. Because one of, those, one of those two players, you have to hide. You have to hide D'Lo or Austin. And honestly, you don't want Braun guarding the best perimeter or the second best perimeter player every night in the regular season, right? You don't want you don't want him to do that. So what happens is, okay, cool, we hide D'Lo. And for tonight, like it's hiding D'Lo is Terrence Mann. So in a in a night where Anthony Davis is Mason Plumley, D'Angelo Russell is going to get um who you check? Terrence Mann, that's right. Austin Reeves is now going to have to guard either James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, or Paul George. And if I remember correctly, they started the game with Torian on Paul George, Ruby on Kawhi, and Austin on James Harden. How is that like putting them in the best situation to succeed? Or like either one of them, to be quite frank with you, right? You can't now go back to last year. I'm very curious to see. Last year, you were plus 23. But last year, with those two on the floor, I mean, let's just pay attention to these top two. The start. All right, let, let's go playoffs. Let, let's go more playoffs. In the playoffs, they were a plus four and a half. But you look at the, the lineups that made sense. I mean, just. Vando. Vando. And that's why this team needs a trade. This team needs a trade because there just aren't enough guys on this team that can legitimately trade. I mean, excuse me. There's not enough guys on this team that legitimately can play both ends of the floor. And that and that leads to imbalanced lineups. That leads to like completely imbalanced lineups. Like, so well, let's go back to this season. Let's go back. I want to prove a point here. Let's go back to this season. And when we go back to this season, we're going to keep everybody on the floor, but we're going to take off South Bay guys. And we're going to take off Jackson Hayes because I, I don't care. Right? He's, he's, I don't consider him like a big rotation guy. So we're, and don't take off LeBron. We're going to take off Jackson Hayes. 
And, I mean, Skylar Mays, Maxwell Lewis. Make sure we don't have any lineups with any of the G Leaguers. Okay. So let's let's see. Let, let's see here. So the Lakers as a team are a minus 4.6. The uh oh wait, never mind. That, that that's still the uh D Lo and uh in, in Austin stuff. All right, as a team plus 1.8. If you look at the lineups that had the best scoring in it, right? The best scoring lineups for the Lakers. D'Lo, Austin, Torrey, and Braun AD. Okay, cool, but that lab can't score. 116.1 or whatever. Okay, next, D'Lo, Austin, Cam, LeBron, AD. Again, can score, can't guard because it's D'Lo, it's a D'Lo, Austin backcourt, right? It's a D'Lo, Austin backcourt. Next, D'Lo, Max, LeBron, Torrey, and AD. Okay, that makes some sense. That makes some sense. Uh, and that's one of the few lineups that can score and get stops. D'Lo, Cam, Torian, LeBron, AD. I mean, sorry, Austin, Cam, Torian, AD, LeBron, AD. Stinks. Uh, D'Lo, Cam, Torian, Rui, AD. Okay, that kind of makes some sense. Not scoring at a high enough rate, but, you know, 107.2 points per 100 possessions. That's fine. Um, D'Lo, Cam, Torian, LeBron, AD. Um, again, not scoring enough. But that's solid, right? And actually, if you recall correctly, the D'Lo Cam Torian Braun AD lineup kind of gets a bad rap because that was when Torian just couldn't buy a shot, right? But if you go look at the best defensive lineups, right? And can I filter this? Can I filter this even further? Like, I only want to see lineups that play at least 100 percent or like 50 possessions. Okay, can't do it manually, but we'll just do it like this. So, like, if you look at the line, a lot of the lineups, a lot of the lineups. That can get stops, can't score. Of all a lot, a lot of the lives that can score with the best of them, can't buy a stop. Cough, cough. The D'Lo Austin pairing. Cough, cough. D'Lo Austin Torian screaming. Forget cough, cough. I'm screaming. D'Lo Austin Torian just can't get enough stops as a as a pairing, right? And that's why a trade needs to happen. The trade needs to happen because you just need to get more guys that. Are they can play both ends of the floor? They can play both ends of the floor, and you you should only at a minimum have one defensive or just like one net negative player on each side. So, like for example, a D'Lo, and maybe tonight's not the best night to say this, but I'm just throwing out a random lineup. A D'Lo Max LeBron Bando AD lineup works, and here's why: you have one bad defender, and you have one bad shooter. But they are not the same player, so they you can you can hide D'Angelo Russell on the defensive end of the floor. You can neutralize Jared Vanderbilt's bad offensive floor spacing and, and gravity on the offensive end. You can neutralize those two things. But when you make it D'Lo, Austin, Torian, Rui, AD, which is the start line tonight, you have three, and depending on the night, you have oh, well, let's keep it at three. We'll be nice. You have three net negatives defensively. You don't have a, a net negative offensively, but now your bench is super imbalanced. So when you do start to sub it and everything, it, you're just a super imbalanced team right now. You just a super imbalanced team right now. And honestly, that's why I think Gabe needs to get back healthy. I think Gabe's the dude that can play both ends of the floor and can help you. Oh, man. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break from the venting, and we are going to say, uh, take a quick second to shout out our sponsor for today's episode. That is Sleeper. I'm going to bring on Trevor Lane. Um, Trevor, we're venting here on the show, but we're going to stop in and make some picks on uh, on Sleeper. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm back, and uh, we've got we got some picks to make. Now, on, on my show, we had Mark came in and made some picks, so I'm glad we're going to make, the, make some picks together here, Sean. Um, Let's no, crap, check this out. I got it. I got it. So let's take a look at this here. We're going to make some of these selections. Um, Where do you want to start? I've got, what about our, our old friend Kyle Kuzma going up against the Wolves? Uh, Was that five and a half rebounds? Uh, Yeah, he's at five and a half rebounds. We could go points, rebounds, and assists or at 28 and a half. 28 and a half. That's it. Yeah, that, I thought that was kind of low too. Now I go. I know Minnesota's defense is good. I know the blowout potential is high, but to me, I'm over here on the Sleeper app, which is super easy to download, and you guys get that $500 deposit match when you use our code Lakers Nation. But to me, I mean, Kuzma's probably likely going to put up 20 points at least. So if he's putting up 20 points, eight and a half rebounds and assists doesn't feel like that much of a stretch. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm there with you. I, I think we could take Kyle Kuzma, take the uh, take the more that he's going to get more than 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists there. I think I agree with that. Okay, and again, guys, um, you can play alongside us. You can play along with us in your your sleeper app where you've entered that promo code Lakers Nation. Uh, anybody else that you want to check out? Uh, what was that? Um, Bam on a bio one. These go to buy Bam, is that blocks and steals. Bam at a bio. So there's a double double. Uh, at 0.5, so either he gets a double double oh. or he doesn't. And this is against Memphis. 37 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined. 21 and a half points or two and a half steals and blocks. I I like Bam getting a double double. I kind of like that too. Against a Memphis team that doesn't have the most accurate shooting. So I'm gonna go there and we'll go more on the double double. He's had a double double in three of his last five games. Yeah, it's one of the great things about the sleeper app. It's super easy to to go and check and see yeah. uh, what you're looking at. It only goes back four games, so he had a double double on a prior one, but still. And against Memphis, I, I don't mind that there. Um, what does future Laker Dejounte Murray have? I'm curious. Future Laker Dejounte Murray, I believe we did that one on my show. Yep, here he is, Dejounte Murray. In fact, I've already got his his entry all set in here. Um, Dejounte Murray. Uh, it is, uh, six and a half. It's 38 and a half points, rebounds and assists. It's six and a half assists, 12 and a half assists and rebounds or 1.5 first quarter assists. Um, I think Trey's still out. I want to believe say. so. And obviously a lot would hinge upon that. Yeah. Oops. Um, if, if anything, I like the idea of 1.5 assists in the first quarter. Okay. You think he gets more than that? Yeah, especially in a game with with no Trey, assuming Trey's still out. Um Yeah, I I think I think I do that. Take take okay. more more than I one like that. Assist. And you could see sometimes on Sleeper they have picks on sale. Yeah, great. So for great example, option. like like Shea Gilgis Alexander, 0.5 points. Oh, yeah, that, that's for your first contest, but let's let's throw that one in there. 
Okay, for your Why first not? contest, that that's an easy one, right? Throw that in yep. there as a multiplier. And then uh, why don't we pick one more? Okay. What if we go... What about we just go with Wemby? 22 and a half. Yeah, he's got 22 and a half points. He's playing up against uh, OKC. 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ooh, I don't love the 35 and a half. If I, we normally don't take the uh the less on, on less uh than the, the prop here that's on that's just on, human nature, I think. That's just human nature. But there's ever a, a pick that I might say go under with. Yeah, I agree. Going up against Chet, he could have a big game, but I'd also say less. Human nature is we tend to think of the positive outcome. Oh, the guy can beat that. Reality is that. That often doesn't happen. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take less uh on that one. So let's check out our entry here on a $20 entry. That's a 13.3x. That would that would net you $266 if this one hits. Sheesh. Kyle Kuzma uh, over or more on 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Bam out of bio more on the double double. So he gets a double double. DeJounte Murray more than 1.5 first quarter assists. Shea Gilgis Alexander, obviously more than 0.5 points. And Victor Wimbanyama, less than 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. Again, that would be a fun play. If you guys want to play along with us, download that Sleeper app. Use that code LakersNation. You get a direct deposit match of up to $500. Be pretty nice. Pretty nice. Shout out to Sleeper for sponsoring this episode for sure. Sleeper, Sleeper is awesome really enjoy using it yep absolutely absolutely they have been been really really fantastic all right everybody i'm gonna jump out now sean's gonna get back to it and continue venting about tonight's game have fun we shall all right let's uh let's go back to our uh our lineup discussion here yes a a trade is needed we got a super chat so let's get to super dope hip-hop says LeBron is eighth in EPM. AD is twelfth. Okay, that's great. So you have two top twelve players. I forget what EPM stands for. I think it's, is it expected plus minus? Is that what it is? EPM. Somebody let me know in the chat. Uh, D'Lo is ninety fifth. Rui is two hundred fourth. Chris Wood is two hundred fourteenth. Cam Reddish is two hundred seventeenth. Torian Prince is two hundred thirty ninth. Uh, Austin is two hundred seventy ninth. Bando three hundred thirty first. Cape Vincent three hundred eighty third. Max Christie, 408th, JHS, Max Lewis, second and third to last. I think the point of this is 
honestly, I mean, it, it is something that um, that LeBron, not, not LeBron, Darwin said that I think a lot of Laker fans did did take a take an issue with, and then I, I get it, right? Kind of like you're right, but I nobody wants to hear about it right now. It's along the lines of like we gotta help these two dudes out, we gotta help AD, we gotta help LeBron out. And I, I think that's what the super chat's saying here. Like we we you gotta help these guys. Um and I, I think it comes from from both ends. I think it comes from the coaching staff. I think the they gotta be better at helping out LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. I think the players in general can step up and you know do their roles and um and chip in a little bit more. But yeah, that is really, really frustrating. It's really, really frustrating that you have two top 10 players. Two top 10 players. Or, or LeBron, I think, is a top 10 playoff player, right, at this point. I don't know if LeBron is a night in, night out top 10 player. But in terms of 10 players I would want on my team in the playoffs, LeBron's easily one of those 10 players still, even at this stage of his career. And it's frustrating because I think this is, and I'm going to more specifically align this conversation to uh, to Anthony Davis. I think this is the best, the best version of Anthony Davis we've seen of, of him as a Laker. Because think about it this way: you still have, you still have, Eater of Worlds, arguably Defensive Player of the Year, if not the Defensive Player of the Year, and you know, one of the three or so, if not better than that best defensive players in the NBA in terms of impact, right? And you combine that, and what separates it from Rudy Gobert, who, who is that defensively, what, what, what separates that is, and this may or may not be a hot take, but screw it, is Anthony Davis, because of his playmaking over the past month, maybe even a little bit further back than that, because of Anthony Davis's playmaking, he's a top 10 offensive engine on the planet right now. Like, Anthony Davis is a guy right now that I think you can legitimately run offense through, and he can be, I think, the way he's playing right now, I think Anthony Davis can be a 1A on a championship team. I really believe that. And the reason being is because I felt like in the past with Anthony Davis, on post-ups, you can trap him, you can double him, or whatever, things like that. His point-per-game average has dropped. I felt like you could trap him and, and double him and, and things of that nature, right? And, and you could kind of scheme him out of the game, right? I thought you could kind of scheme him out of the game. Anthony Davis in the month of January is averaging 25. We're rounding up. He's averaging 25 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block. I mean, sorry, two blocks and a steal while doing less than three turnovers. You go back to the month of December, rounding up, 29 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and a steal. Now, he's been doing this for a little over, a, like, almost two months now. The way he's played over the past two months is 1A on a championship team-level basketball. Oh, and by the way, while shooting 58% from the field and 83% from the free throw line. Just, and even, even, if, even if Anthony Davis doesn't get the basket, on a possession when he gets doubled. It's it's the and I'm not I, I don't want this to get misaggregated. I he is not Nikola Jokic as a passer. But the swing swing effect that happens when you double Nikola Jokic 
and I'm missing a game like Choke of Thunder says here in the chat. The swing swing effect that happens in Denver when you double Nikola Jokic happens with Anthony Davis now too. Like he is becoming a legitimate playmaker and a guy that is opening up the Lakers offense. And it felt like I have to go watch the film and reconfirm this. Then the fourth quarter, Lakers just went away from him. And it sucks that you're 22 and 23. You're the ninth of the Western Conference. And this is quite arguably the best version of Anthony Davis we've seen as a Laker. And if it's not this, it's the year you won a championship. So there you go. And I don't think it's close either. I think th those are the two best versions of AD. The bubble and what we've seen for like the past two months. Or you can maybe even loop in the season as a whole. Right? The rest of the guys got to pick it up. You can't go away from him in the freaking fourth quarter. And you got to get, you got to balance these lineups out. You have to. Like, it is no surprise what lineups work and what lineups don't work. That's not a shock. That's not a shock whatsoever to me. Oh, man. Uh, Headbuster Sports says D'Lo Gabe. LeBron, Christian Wood AD is a plus 96. Really? D, uh, AD. I don't remember Gabe having that many minutes. That's what I'm saying, really. Um, Gabe Vincent, LeBron James. I actually clicked the waffle. LeBron James, and who's the last one? Christian Wood? Oh, yeah. I mean... Granted, it's not a bunch of, of time together, but that kind of makes sense. One bad defender or one guy that you can hide. Positive defender can be positive defender. If utilized correctly, positive defender, best defender on the planet. Right? Now... I, I have some concerns about like your wing stopping ability or like your like in certain matchups. I'm not running that lineup all the time, but certain matchups I can definitely work. But it, it's it's so frustrating that it's 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 kind of blatantly obvious too. So I all right, let, let's see a lineup with D'Lo, Bando, Braun, AD, no Austin, no Austin, D'Lo, Braun, Bando, AD. Well, first off, how's that grouping only played 18 possessions? That's a problem in his own, right? But look at the other look at the other guy in those lineups. Torian Prince, Max Christie, Cam Rush. Those, I'm not the biggest fan of the Torian Prince one, but even then, those all make sense. The all these lineups, even though it's 18 possessions, did a good job. Okay, cool. Let's switch this. Let, let's take, let's take uh D let's take LeBron off the floor. Let's just go that three-man grouping. 124 possessions now. You're a plus 24.3. D'Lo, Max, Ruby, Jerry, Jerry Vanderbilt, AD. Make some sense. D'Lo, Torian, Christian Wood, Vando, AD. Again, that actually makes a bit of sense. D'Lo, Max, Christian Wood, Vando, AD. Again, make some sense. Uh, that's why I said swap Vando for Wood, but keep D'Lo and AD on the floor. Okay. I'm going gonna, I, I, I'm gonna to take... No Vando on the floor. No Vando. 87 possessions plus 38. It's it's that D'Lo, this D'Lo Vincent lineup. Then it's D'Lo, Cameron, LeBron, Wood AD. 
okay. It, it kind of makes some sense. Christian would not be able to hit the three at a consistent enough rate, kind of frustrating. D'Lo, Torian, LeBron, what AD again? Not, I'm not in love with that one. Um, D'Lo, Max, Cam, Christian, Wood AD, that line can't score. But, like, again, I think you look at the lineups that have worked, it's not a surprise, in my opinion. The lineups that work are more properly balanced in terms of the floor space on both ends of the floor. They're, they're more balanced lineups. They're more balanced groupings where the roles make sense. And that is a big problem right now. And, and you want to put that on the coach, you want to put that on the roster and say, well, the roster's there. Darvin just has to figure it out. And I think that could be a legitimate argument. I mean, I guess because I, I did a full rotation breakdown about two weeks ago. And I guess I'll have to do another one after trade after the trade deadline. Probably like right around the all-star break, actually. I'll do one right around then. So a few games after. Um, but we did one with this team that you know, currently constructed, like everybody, I didn't even know Gabe and every single lineup that the, I had at least did, included, didn't have a lineup with more than one non-floor spacer with more than one non-defender. It makes no sense to me, man. It makes no sense to me. It's right there. This is five. It's like, I don't even think this cost in the advanced version of cleaning glass is $5. This ver what we're looking at, this doesn't cost anything. NBA.com has tracking data. You have synergy. The NBA players have, and coaches have second spectrum. Like, there's no way that, that, that this stuff just isn't being, like, just shoved in the faces of the coaching staff saying, hey, look, let's play our lineups that, you know, make sense. Let's, ha let's have some floor balance. Let's have some lineup balance here. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. All right, chat. Any other uh, questions or comments here? We're going to, you know, wind down on tonight's show. Pretty frustrating loss. Once again, you got the the, the Bulls on Thursday. I mean, uh, that that is the, the biggest must-win of must-wins. You lose that game to the Bulls, man. I, I don't know anymore. Now, the Bulls, they kept it close with the Suns. Um, the Suns had a win on a KD game winner. But you're not the Suns. The Suns are in a better spot right now. Like, this is a must-win th Thursday night. Period. JY, biggest issue for the team. I, I mean, kind of what we've been talking about, man, just roster balance. You don't have enough dudes that can play both ends of the floor. That's the biggest problem with this team right now. Do I think this team can be salvaged? Yeah. Um, you're running out of time. But, yeah, I think so. Why not? I just think you're running out of time. And that's I, – I just think – Outside, there's there's a few things like there's a few things I have a, a a big problem with this team on, but like the one of the biggest ones, probably the biggest one, is just the lack of urgency. Like I I just sense no urgency from this team right now, and that's super super frustrating. I mean I've I've said that I mean drink take a drink every time I've said super super frustrating, but I mean seriously, um that that describes this team. You're blowing an MVP caliber season from Anthony Davis, and yeah. Is Gabe really worth keeping for us? I, I think I think you keep Gabe. I've kind of been on the team keep Gabe the uh the entire time, unless like you can really, really improve. But I think Gabe's a dude that can really help you. 
again, I mean, I've, I've spent the whole show talking about guys that can play both ends of how we need guys that can play both ends of the floor. Let's say you don't get Alex Caruso. Okay. That's fine. I mean, I'm not saying like Gabe Vincent's better or better on the defensive end, even like uh, Alex Caruso. No, gosh, no, I would never say that. But I think Gabe can slightly provide some of what Alex would come in here and do. Right. Um, I don't think he's a 7% three-point shooter or whatever he was through the four games he was here. Um, yeah, I, I think Gabe can help you. I really need Gabe to get healthy and and ready to go post-All-Star break because I think he can help. I really, really do mean that. Do I see the stretch of games March 2nd to March 29th can push it out of playoff contention? Yep. That's why you got to really just pick up your sense of urgency. Got to have more of a sense of urgency from now through the all-star break. Like You have some winnable, even like through the end of February, there's still some winnable games there. But like that comment said, March 2nd, it gets real. I think that's Denver. I think you go to Denver March 2nd. I think that's the first game of that stretch. I may be wrong. But I, I'm you, you got to pick it up. You're running out of time. And that's kind of where I'm at. So like. Can the Lakers, you know, write this, you know, turn the season around? Yeah, but they're running out of time, especially because they just don't have a sense of urgency to them. Uh, let's see. The coach is supposed to boost the morale, not defeat their confidence. Did, did Darwin say something again in, in post game? Uh, do we trade for DeJounte Murray? Who do you package to get him? I, I think you I think you're gonna get DeJounte. I think it's gonna be D'Lo. I think the problem is who does D'Lo go to? Does he go to Brooklyn a third in a third team in a three-team trade? Excuse me. Um yeah, I, I think I, I do think you're gonna get DeJounte. I do think so. I do think so. All right, everybody. This is probably the longest uh post-post game show we've ever had. So I appreciate you for for hopping in and you know breaking down this frustrating loss with me. I, make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe here on the channel. Trade season is here. I was about to say right around the corner. Nope, it is here. So you guys are going to stay in the know with all the best in up-to-date Lakers coverage here at Lakers Nation. Hit that subscribe button and turn on that post notification bell for more so you never miss a video. Trevor, myself, and the rest of the crew, we're going to be providing around-the-clock coverage for any Lakers news and rumors regarding the NBA trade deadline. Once again, shout out Sleeper. Use promo code Lakers Nation. You can get a deposit match of up to $500 when you use promo code Lakers Nation. Download the Sleeper app available in a bunch of states across the United, uh, across the country. And yeah, I mean, great way to play daily fantasy sports. And yeah, shout out to Sleeper. Um, all right, guys. Till next time. Have a good night. Go Lakers. Later, guys. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.